What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Passing Downs Podcast. I'm your host, Rahul Potty, and I'm here with my boy, PD, co-host. PD, say what's up. What's up? All right, and we're back with another one of our, uh, I guess, prospect evaluation type of videos. We've done a CJ Stroud one and Anthony Richardson one. Uh, if you haven't uh, heard those yet, check those out. And today is going to be probably the most popular prospect of this draft. Probably going to go highest. We'll see what happens soon. Uh, and it's Bryce Young. And uh, without further ado with Bryce Young, I'll just jump right into a little breakdown of who he was in college, what type of numbers he was putting up. Uh, his freshman year in 2020, he didn't really play, so I won't really go into that. But his first year as a starter and probably his biggest year or easily his biggest year was his sophomore season in 2021. And in this season, he played 15 games where he was 66.9%, had 66.9% completion percentage, threw for 4,872 yards, 47 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. Obviously, that's a very, very incredible year statistically. Uh, and he won the Heisman this year, uh, unsurprisingly. And as I go into his awards, he won a shit ton of awards that year. Uh, but before I talk about that, in his junior year in 2022, he played 12 games, had about the same uh, completion percentage in 64.5, uh, but 33,028 yards with 32 touchdowns and only five interceptions. And as you can see, just numerically, this clearly was not as good of a statistical year, but uh, this Alabama team was not nearly as good as the one they had in 2021, which went to the national championship. So it was a little natural, and he was still sixth in Heisman voting this year. Uh, as far as other awards goes, in 2021, Bryce Young won probably every single award you could probably win as a quarterback in the SEC because he won uh, the AP Player of the Year award. He was a consensus first-team All-American uh, for what it's worth, he won the Davey O'Brien Award, Manning Award, and Maxwell Award. Uh, I don't quite know what those mean, but Bryce Young won it. Uh, he was also the SEC Offensive Player of the Year, and in 2022, he was also a, a second-team All-American. Uh, and in 2021, he won a playoff game versus Cincinnati, and eventually they lost in the national championship to UGA. Uh, and in 2022, we saw him uh, win the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State, and he actually won Sugar Bowl MVP in a very impressive game that we'll get into later, of course. Uh, he pretty much led the SEC and NCAA in every major passing stat in that 2021 season, and he was pretty high up in the SEC in 2022 as well. Uh, you could really just go on all day about his accolades in the 2021 season and I guess throughout his career. So I'll stop there. Uh, but in 2021, he was pretty easily the best quarterback in college football historic year. And even 2022 in a bit of a, I guess, down year in his collegiate career, he was still arguably the best outside of like Caleb Williams. And maybe some people would argue CJ Stroud, but overall he was probably two, uh, two there. And for his college career, the NFL said he had a 99 production score, uh, which is very impressive, obviously. Uh, and based on these accomplishments, you all probably assume, like, why is he not just, like, the obvious consensus number one? And he has been the consensus no on number one for the most part, but a lot of people has been, like, 
talking about him, other people recently raising a little bit of doubt. And the only recent doubt, and I guess long-term doubt for him, has come from, uh, for obvious reasons, his size. Uh, from the combine, he was listed at only 5'10 and 1'8, which is 1% taller for height in quarterbacks. Uh, 204 pounds, which is 6% among NFL quarterbacks. And forever it's worth, he's also the 61st percentile in hand size and 10th percentile in arm length, but uh, not too worried about that too much. Uh, he definitely doesn't have the traditional NFL body or size, uh, and he did smart, pretty smartly opt out of most of the combine drills, so we don't really have numbers on that. Uh, but he's assumed to be about average uh, in terms of athleticism, at least early in his career when he's still younger. Uh, as far as NFL comparisons goes, from what I saw online, I'm seeing a lot of Drew Brees. Uh, the NFL compared him to Tony Romo. I'd say probably Tony Romo with a lot more accuracy. Uh, and maybe I've also seen a bit of Russell Wilson. But overall, uh, that's how his collegiate career went. Any thoughts on that, PD? Yeah, no real thoughts on that. And I want to I want to propose a challenge. Um... Let's not refer to his height until the very end because we have like a whole thing that we can go into. Um, right. Yeah. So so let's just dive right into it and kind of dig into performances game by game uh, with what he had. So I'll start it off with the first start of his collegiate career um, in 2021, and that was against Miami. And um, nothing really special this game. He does have a dropped interception in the first quarter, um, but a number of just very solid throws – and one pretty awesome explosive play where he hit Jamison Williams on this post crosser type thing deep down the field from his own end zone. And that resulted in a 94 yard touchdown. Um, yeah. And then other than that, just some short passes here and there um, to kind of cut through the hurricanes defense. And um, I thought he played well for a player uh, in his first start, but definitely not one of his best games because of the error that he did make. Right. Uh very similar thoughts on that game for me. Obviously, this being a ranked Miami team at the time, and I believe this Miami team did have a pretty good defense. Uh, it was a good test for Bryce Young coming into his first game after being a very highly touted uh, high school prospect. He was supposed to take the reins, and he basically did his thing. This Alabama team was very, very talented, a lot of receiver talent, as PD mentioned on that Jameson Williams touchdown. He was practically wide open, and Bryce Young laid it on the money. And I think that was probably their, their longest play of the year. Uh, it was definitely all over social media, I remember, at the time. Uh, big highlight play, and overall this game, I saw a lot of that Bryce Young accuracy, even though this wasn't as accurate as he does get eventually. You see even early on that that's kind of a natural thing for him. Uh, and overall, pretty impressed with that game. As PD said, he does improve. Uh, but he does keep this kind of success rolling into the next one against a much worse opponent. And I'll let PD get into that. Yeah, so this one's against Mercer. And obviously, Alabama totally wipes Mercer in terms of talent. Um, but Young still played a pretty fantastic game. Um, he, had, he had one awesome throw. Um, to Jameson Williams. It was a little bit behind him, but he dropped it 32 yards down the field. Um, and then for the rest of the game, it was just mostly short and intermediate stuff and guys running after the catch. 58.3% accuracy uh, or perfect pass rate in this one. 
uh, with six evaded pressures and only one of them being his fault. Um, and yeah, he was pushing the ball down the field as well with an average depth of target over 10 yards. So um, strong game for Young here. Nothing much to glean. Um, yeah, they just kind of had it on easy mode. Yeah, with Bama being like pretty much the consensus number one overall team this season and Mercer being a unranked non-top a power five school, this is a this was definitely going to be a wash from the start. And Bryce Young still came out and did his thing as he was supposed to. It was a lot of very, very open receivers, uh getting him a lot of yak yards. Uh he w- didn't have a whole lot of tight windows or, you know, tough throws to make that you would see in a at the NFL level, but you still saw that he can make throws in stride. He can lead, uh, I guess, NFL level offense pretty easily here. And it was just light work for Bryce Young for the most part, uh, even though in this game, oh, and we talked a lot about this with CJ Stroud in Ohio State, when you have a good run game, sometimes against these bad teams, uh, teams like Alabama will just kind of spam the run to finish the game out, and we saw a lot of that uh, in this one. So this game wasn't really one where Young could really show everything he can do, but ne- the next week that changes against their first real challenge in Florida. So this is the first real game that he's playing um, in terms of competition, and I actually don't think he played that well. Um the basic stats um, look okay, 240 yards, three touchdowns. But um, I thought that um, he did. He had one drop snap, which resulted in a two-yard loss, um, but could have been much worse. And he did have a dropped interception uh, later in the third quarter, about halfway through. Um, he did make up for it a little bit because there was a drop pass by John Mechie in a really tight window um, that he threw, and it was a great throw, 42 yards down the field, and I expect Mechie to come up with that, but... Um, yeah, other than that, like um, one other explosive play to Billingsley, but, you know, they didn't really or Bryce Young didn't really uh, have his best game, in my opinion, because of those two plays that didn't go um, recorded in the in, in the box score. Yeah, for this one, I have slightly different thoughts. I wouldn't necessarily say that I was, you know, not impressed by it, considering this being his very first challenge. In, the, in his early career, I did expect him to struggle a little bit just due to the circumstances. And because of that, I wasn't too unimpressed by what that was because I did feel like in that game, he did have uh, a lot to build on uh, because he laid a pretty good foundation. Uh, his accuracy definitely wasn't what it was in the first two games. And that was uh, pretty clearly due to the fact that Florida had good like uh, DBs that could actually keep up somewhat with Alabama's really talented receiver core this year. Uh, And as a result, Bryce Young did have a little bit tighter windows to throw to pressure was in his face a little bit more. And uh, he did struggle a little bit more versus that, but definitely not something that highly concerned me. Uh, And it's definitely something we see him fix as soon as the very next week. Yeah, the very next week is a total uh, domination by, by the Alabama offense. Like uh, Southern Mississippi has has no chance. Um, and Bryce Young needed a very limited number of passes um, to absolutely cut them up. Only one negative play um, on an intentional grounding, which counts as a sack for me, um, that I thought was his fault. But, I mean, the number of plays where 
there were receivers running open and like um they just absolutely tore uh southern mississippi apart um but even the tight window throws that he did throw um coming in both the first half and the second half um i thought he did throw those passes as well as uh, very well and um yeah i mean 56 percent perfect pass rate in this one um didn't really deal with too much pressure um but when the pressure was presented to him, he did take care of it. Seven evaded pressures, with only one of them being his fault. Um, yeah, just a really great game from Young all around and uh, dominating performance by the Alabama offense. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 University of Southern Mississippi. There's not much more you can expect out of this one. Uh, but despite there being a massive, massive talent gap, I still was uh, cool with how Bryce Young performed here because – he did what he was supposed to do. They were playing a defense with massively subpar talent, and he didn't play to beneath himself and played down to where USM was at. And he put up basically a master class. Uh, there were a couple of huge highlight plays. Like there was, a, I believe, an 80-plus yard touchdown to Jamison Williams, another pretty deep touchdown to Baker, I believe it was. Uh, a lot of highlight plays in this one, and with his receivers kind of running free open all day, he showed his accuracy. He showed he can pretty easily, you know, get the ball to the spots he wants, hit his receivers in stride, have them keep going. Uh, it kind of just felt like he was playing seven on seven out there for a lot of this one. Uh, he did have pressure a little bit from time to time, but overall it wasn't something that really messed with the way he was playing. Uh, and really just a game where he took care of business. Uh, but he followed this with a very, very much, uh, very, a lot more impressive performance versus a ranked team compared to that Florida one. And I'll let you get into that, PD. Yeah, so Ole Miss is a much better team, um, and Young didn't really disappoint in this one. He played a pretty strong game. Uh, 61% perfect pass rate, but... The thing that jumped out to me in this one was the way that he was managing pressure. Um, 11 pressures evaded with only four of them being his fault. Um, he did have uh, the one interception that he threw, which I thought um, he, he just kind of forced the ball into the end zone. But um, he did more than enough to make up for it. Just a number of plays where he was just hitting the receivers um, in the intermediate area of the field. Um, a couple of deep bombs, uh, one to Jamison Williams, about 26 yards down the field. Um, in the fourth quarter, but most of this one was him cutting up the, the Ole Miss defense with intermediate passes, and I thought it was pretty impressive overall. Yeah, I like that you said that about Young in this one because I feel like a lot of their high-scoring games up to this point in the season was a lot of Bama just having completely overmatched receivers, and he was just hitting people wide open, and that's why they had such a explosive, high-power offense. Uh, but in this one, I finally saw the fact like Ole Miss actually had a competent defense and weren't giving up massive plays left and right like a Mercer and U or USM would. And Bryce Young actually had to play his game, and we finally saw that, and I was highly impressed by it. He was slicing and dicing the defense, uh, which is something we'll see a lot more of, I'm sure, in the NFL or just uh, against better uh better competition in general. You're not going to be able to hit the deep shot all day. And this is what we saw at a young, his intermediate passing game was incredible in this one. He was very accurate in the short game as well. 
uh, didn't make too many mistakes aside from that interception that PD mentioned. Uh, I wasn't too impressed with that one either. Uh, but luckily, he was so good pretty much the rest of the game that that, that mistake didn't matter. Uh, and overall, impressive performance for me. All right, let's move on to the next one with Texas A&M. And this one was the first time where you could see some some hiccups from Young. Um, overall, I think he played well because the Alabama offense continued to give him chances to make plays, and he capitalized. Um, but he did throw one interception, which I thought was was pretty bad. And I think the, the, the biggest thing that jumped out to me was that his pressure management wasn't very good in this game. Uh, six evaded pressures, and seven of them were responsible for um, which means that he was actually in the negative in terms of uh, the pressure ma- management category. Um, and overall, the Alabama offense still uh, had a pretty good game because they were able to generate these explosive chunks of 40 yards and such like that. But um, that one interception combined with the way that uh, he wasn't able to stay consistent, um, finding completions because of the way he was managing the pocket, um, I thought that was the first time where um, I kind of raised some questions, um, and not only like um, the way that uh, he had a negative in in that in that pressure management category, but um, the pressures weren't really coming early. They were a number of them were past three seconds in the play, which is plenty enough time for Young to get rid of the ball. On average, it was about two point seven seconds, which is uh, more than it will be in the NFL. So. Um, yeah, I, I thought he could have played a better game, even though he did play a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, I, I have slightly different thoughts on this one. I, I, I would say I was a little bit disappointed by this game uh, for many reasons. Uh, the most obvious one being this Texas A&M team is definitely not at the level of any of the other uh, ranked opponents they had play at, played up to this point in this year. And this kind of game was supposed to be the game, uh, a game where Bryce Young kind of just took business and kept that Bama team rolling. And him and the Bama, Bama overall disappointed. And to me, what disappointed me is Young throughout uh, me watching him seems to be one of the more consistent players uh, in terms of just having good quarterback play in both halves. And we didn't see that against Texas A&M. I felt like in that first half, a big reason that uh, Bama team got down and couldn't really get things going is because Bryce Young was just a little bit off, a little bit inaccurate. And we saw that Bryce Young come back towards the end of the second quarter and a lot in the third quarter, early in the fourth as well. Uh, But once again, to finish off that game, Bryce Young just didn't capitalize in the fourth. Uh, We had two drives go to waste early in the fourth with field goals, one off a turnover, I believe. And uh, he did have a touchdown drive, but to end off that game, I believe Young had one or two opportunities to have a game-winning drive, game-tying drive. Uh, And it wasn't like it was any lack of talent around him necessarily. His receivers still very much overmatched Texas A&M. And what worried me even a little bit more is the fact that the Texas A&M pass rush was not particularly good. And Bama's offensive line was always very good, even this year. Uh, and a lot of those sacks that he had, he had a high sack game in this one, PD mentioned, it wasn't because of high levels of pressure. It was just him holding onto the ball too long, him just not reading the defense quick enough, and it was kind of just coverage sacks. Uh, so overall, I felt like he could have made quicker decisions in this one. 
and just had a little bit more offensive success overall. But he does quickly fix this as soon as the next week, once again, uh, against Mississippi State. Yeah, Mississippi State, like, uh, this one, great pressure management. Again, 11 pressures evaded with uh, only four of them responsible for. So big plus in that category and uh, above the 55% threshold for the above average accuracy category. Um, And, yeah, he just played his game uh, pretty much. Um, They were absolutely slicing and dicing this game uh, with the intermediate passes. The one interception was pretty bad, but um, it didn't hold me back from saying that Young played a really good game in this one. Um, Had an average points per play metric that I've referenced of over 0.43, which is a pretty elite number and above his career average. So, uh, yeah, I thought he played a good game in this one. Uh, in the Mississippi State game, you mentioned an interception. Are you talking about a drop pick? Because I don't think he threw an interception that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, yeah, dropped interception drop late. Pick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, within the Mississippi State game, very similar thoughts. Uh, I'm glad he could get things going back again, uh, continue his season of terror after that little hiccup in that Texas A&M game. Uh, and Mississippi State being a bottom-level SEC team, Bama clearly had an advantage, and Young once again took advantage. Uh, I, I like the fact that against similar level of pass rush this game, we didn't see him struggle quite as much as he did in the last one. Uh, he was making quicker decisions, so all those coverage sacks weren't necessarily happening. Uh, we saw him return to his normal, accurate self. Uh, he was making quicker decisions. Uh, because he was making those quicker decisions and just getting back to his game. And we got those highlight plays as, as well. I believe this game had a big 75-yard touchdown, which very, very impressive. Overall, another great game from Bryce Young. And I think he kept it going against uh, another SEC opponent the next week in Tennessee. Yeah, so this one is the first time that Young goes up against a really high volume uh, or is asked to throw the ball a lot. Um, and yeah, he performed pretty admirably in this one. Uh, the only negative play that I have here for him is one of the sacks that he took. And yeah, other than that, it was a pretty clean game. And that's very impressive for um, such a high volume of passes. He finished this game with a pretty monster grade of a 0.55. So uh, way above that uh, threshold of, of a 0.4 for a good college quarterback. And um, most of it came from him pushing the ball down the field. You can uh, see the um, the explosive plays of about 65 yards late in the fourth quarter. Um, there's a 30-yard gain in here um, and just multiple big chunks of 20-plus or close to 20 yards. Um, and, yeah, he, he was on fire to start the game and um, kind of didn't take his foot off the gas pedal. Um, finished with an incredible – number of perfectly placed passes, a 79% perfect pass rate in this one, um, which is insane for that high level or that high of a number of uh, attempts. And yeah, he was managing the pocket really well, 18 evaded pressures with only two of them responsible for. So um, honestly, one of the best games of his college career, in my opinion, just um, totally, totally cut up the, the Tennessee defense for a monster stat line. Yeah, I remember this Tennessee game being like kind of that turning point where everyone kind of just unanimously was like Bryce Young's winning the Heisman because 
of how impressive this game was. And we've seen throughout pretty much this year that Bama had a very dominant running game. And uh, in this one, like PD said, Young actually was able to show off that he can have a big body of work uh, in a single game and still be very, very accurate and still be very, very effective. Because this is one of the first times where he had a high-volume passing game. And this game, it kind of felt like Bama was on offense the entire time. Because they didn't stop in the run game as well. They just had a massive, huge yardage game. And I like this game from Young because he destroyed Tennessee on every aspect of the field. Whether it was short distance, intermediate, long distance. With the long ball, him and Jamison Williams' connection was amazing in this one. A lot of 20, 30-yard chunks. Uh, very, very impressed by that. But in the short intermediate game, he was still co- uh, connecting well with John Mechie. Uh, I believe he scored both of those touchdowns. And he was just slicing and dicing them with that. So just on all facets of the game, Young was very, very impressive here. Uh, no real mistakes for me. And just a great game against uh, not-so-good Tennessee defense. All right, let's move on from a great game to maybe not-so-great of a game. And... This LSU one, um, this is going to become a pattern because um, we also see it next year. But I think LSU does some things with their rush that make Young a little bit uncomfortable. Um, the stats don't say that he was horrible managing pressure, but when Young only has uh, six evaded pressures on this high of a volume of, of snaps, it's probably not. Uh, it's probably an indicator that he wasn't uh, playing his best under pressure. Uh, a number of sacks here. Um, and a few of them that I thought were his fault. Um, and I, I think um, the biggest thing that kind of jumped out to me here um, was the lack of consistency uh, from the offense in general. Just a number of plays where they just couldn't get anything going. Um, he does have one great play where he hits Jameson Williams for a 58-yard touchdown. Great throw. Um, but he counteracts that with a late fumble uh, in the game um, that could have – given LSU a chance to win right there. Um, and yeah, the, the number of sacks that I, that I talked about um, really wasn't, he really wasn't able to get that intermediate game uh, going too much. Just a very boom or bust type of game uh, with not much intermediate stuff going. Um, so yeah, this was the first time that a truly like poor Bryce Young game showed up in my opinion. Yeah, this game was definitely an interesting one for me because it was the first time we really saw that Bama run game that has been really, really good all year kind of shut down. And Young was just forced to be the uh, engine of the offense entirely. And in his first attempt on it, at it, he didn't look too good. And I will give some credit to that LSU defense, although it was not a talented bunch. This was the year after that Joe Burrow year where they had a pretty big slump, but I think LSU and Bama are just rivals and very familiar with each other. And LSU always has a very physical defense uh, with a very uh, good front seven. And I think that kind of showed here. They were kind of all up in Young's face and in that run games, uh, in that uh, in the run game, uh, in the backfield all day in the run game. Uh and I feel like it really did bother Young. It got him off his rhythm a little bit. He wasn't quite as accurate because his mechanics were just a bit off or rushed throughout. 
because he was just get pressure, had pressure in his face all day. And because it was one dimensional and because they were expecting passes, a lot more tighter windows. And he didn't look quite too good against that. And it did worry me a little bit considering that LSU, though they are a very physical bunch and very motivated to play in this one against a rival, uh, this should have still been a game on the easier side for him at home against the unranked team with the losing record. And uh, they were still able to make up a scheme with lesser talent to kind of stop Young. So definitely a bit worrying, but... He silenced a lot of that in some of these following weeks, starting with that New Mexico State game. Yeah, I mean, New Mexico State, um, they have like zero chance um, against the Bama offense. Um, and Young absolutely cut them up. 16 out of his 22 passes were perfectly placed. That's 73%, just a monster number for, um, for, for a single game. And he wasn't really pressured too much, only five dropbacks under pressure for me. Um, he did deal with those pretty well. Um, three evaded pressures and only two of them responsible for. So just clean pockets all day. Um, he was just cutting them up play after play. One play that did stick out to me as a negative at the end um, where he did take a sack and, and fumble the ball um, on his first attempt of the third quarter. And they kind of just pulled him after that probably to uh, minimize the injury risk. But yeah, I mean, uh, New, Me- New Mexico State uh, had no chance in he kind of delivered on what he had to. Yeah, I I was highly confused watching this game as we were going through the season because I have no clue why a one-win New Mexico State team is playing Alabama, number one-ranked Alabama, in November. Because this would normally, in a preseason or like early season game, this kind of makes sense. But I have no clue with a couple weeks left in the regular season why this was even a thing. Uh, and ba- Alabama dominated as they should have. Bryce Young dominated as as he should have. This, even though it was a very very impressive performance, great numbers for him. It didn't really move me in terms of who he is because he just had open guys all day and he was hitting hitting his players. It was a clear mismatch in talent, and Bryce Young did his thing. Not much more to be said for me. Yeah, but the next one, um, this one was was quite impressive. So yeah. So Arkansas is a bit of a stronger opponent and young absolutely cut them up Uh, 68% perfect pass rate and only a few negative plays here. He had one sack that I thought was bad. um, One sack in the, in the third quarter as well that I thought was very bad because he lost 16 yards kind of totally or made the field goal uh, attempt uh, much harder. They were at the opponent 13 yard line and um, he lost 16 yards, which would have made it a deep, uh, longer 40 plus yard field goal. Um, but there were a couple of passes in here that were fantastic. So he hit Jamison Williams uh, deep down the field late in the fourth quarter to kind of ice it for 40 yard touchdown. And before that um, he hit Jamison Williams in a tight window, actually deep down the field uh, 45 plus yards and Williams took it for a 79 yard touchdown. Um, there's also a number of plays here that are over 25 yards um, in terms of the explosive plays. Uh, and so, with that number of positives in, in the game, it's hard to it's hard to say that he did not play a spectacular game. Um, and like I mentioned, the accuracy was very good in this game. Uh, in terms of uh, avoiding pressure, he also uh, performed pretty well, uh, uh, considering the fact that uh, they weren't really getting that much pressure on him. Um, he did what 
you kind of had to. Uh, four pressures responsible for, um, didn't really avoid much pressure, but just subtle manipulation in the pocket to get what he needed to get. Um, and yeah, just absolute domination from from the Alabama offense. Um, probably the best stat line of his career uh, with the 559 yards and five touchdowns. So uh, yeah, great game here. Man, uh, I loved watching this game. This game might have been my fa- one of my favorite games to watch of uh, all of the games we ended up watching because when when Young was on this Bama team, when they were really good, nobody really wanted to get in a shootout with Alabama. It, it just people teams didn't want that. But Arkansas, Arkansas had a little bit in them, and I like PD said this was one of their better the uh, better teams they faced all year. And they challenged Bama, and Bryce Young showed out, and he came to play. And him and Jameson Williams' connection was just on point in this one. I think he threw him two, uh, three touchdown passes, all of them just bombs. And it's because he was forced to play because Arkansas was actually pushing them to keep scoring throughout. And because Young was put in that situation, uh, he delivered. And it was just great to see his accuracy was on point. Like like in earlier games, he was killing Arkansas with Jameson Williams deep, but he still had uh, what uh, Mechie still had a huge, uh, big catch, lot of yard game, uh, because Young was slicing and dicing in the intermediate game as well. Uh, very accurate too. It was just very very impressive game for me. Uh, maybe his most impressive game throughout his college career. Uh, and just kind of a masterclass. Yeah, um, played fantastic in that game, but um, the next week there were there were there was quite a bit of trouble for the Alabama offense overall, and I think a lot of that came from Bryce Young. So in this one, the thing that stuck out was definitely the pressure management. Um, he had nine evaded pressures, but fourteen pressures responsible for. So deep in the negative for that category, and six sacks that I thought were his fault, which is going to be very harmful um and i think if he wasn't playing with alabama type talent um it would have been pretty hard for them to win this game now to be completely fair to him um he did go on a pretty strong heater to end the game and uh in the fourth quarter in overtime he had uh no uh, negative plays other than one singular sack so um or after a drop snap um, that he had, he had uh, only one negative play on that sack. So um, fantastic close to the game, especially that final drive where he hit uh, multiple tight window throws, including the game tire and one where he kind of climbed the pocket and on the run through or layered the ball perfectly uh, over the middle of the field. Um, But this one was the first time where um, I had like significant concerns about the pressure management uh, because you just kind of, wasn't really um, playing in rhythm or even really trying to stay in rhythm. Um, bailed from the pocket a number of times in this game. And while that's not necessarily a bad thing in isolation, um, when you're not having a great game in terms of uh, actually avoiding the guys uh, in front of you, uh, it can lead to some bad results. And um, that's kind of what we saw in this game. Um, he did end up having an okay game. Um, in totality, but like I said, the I think the talent <coughs> is, is definitely something that needs to be stated. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure Alabama wins without that talent gap. 
Uh, yeah, to me, this game, I know I said the last game might have been my most favorite to watch, and that's in terms of watching Bryce Young play. But this game might have been one of my most fun to watch in terms of a football game because very, very close one went all the way down to the wire, four OTs, very fun game to watch. But the reason it was a fun game to watch was because Bryce Young was not fun to watch in this one. And this one really concerned me because a lot of what his production came from in this one came in overtime, which like it's kind of a weird system in college where you play from like the 25-yard line and score. So I feel like that kind of boosted his stats and has skewed like people's perception of this game uh, because throughout the regulation, he was getting absolutely shut out. And it felt like there was almost a blueprint to stop Bryce Young, uh, which LSU did and uh, Auburn seemed to do. It's just be really physical in the front seven, stop the run. And it's going to limit Bryce Young a lot. And even with his run run game being stopped, with the level of talent he has in the receiving core, he should still be able to just will through it regardless against a team like Auburn. But both against Auburn and LSU, we saw Bryce Young just not be able to do that. And I don't know if it's, he's not necessarily able to handle the physicality if like his pocket presence isn't the best. And when teams are actually bringing the heat, he just wasn't able to deal with it. But overall, just this regular uh, – in, in regular time, he did not impress me whatsoever uh, throughout this. But he did show one thing, that despite getting beat down, despite being uh, in a bad situation, and he will be in a lot of bad situations early in his NFL career uh, with bad teams and in bad games, he did, was able to be clutch and tough one out. And I do applaud him for that to still just keep his head head up and play well despite a very, very, like, bad bad early on game for him. So I was impressed by that. But overall, this game was a little worrying. And granted, it is Auburn. That's the Iron Bowl. That's their rivals. Uh, it's always supposed to go this way against a team like Auburn for Alabama. Uh, but regardless, this sh- I think it should have gone differently for Bryce Young. And I was a little disappointed by it, the way he played. All right, but we are not going to be disappointed by this next game because this is this is the conference championship uh, against Georgia, and Bryce Young played fantastic. Um, and this is despite his receivers dropping uh, a couple passes that were high-impact plays from him. Um, the one I wanted to highlight was in the first quarter where uh, Jamison Williams wasn't able to come up with a tight window pass uh, along the left sideline where he kind of didn't track the ball very well. Um, but... Um, you can see even beyond that, um, he hit John Mechie deep down the field for a 33 or a pass that was 33 yards in the air and ended up going for 40 yards. Um, so that was an impact play. Um, and he obviously had that, uh, that deep touchdown that, uh, has been on social media for, I don't know, for like two years now, a 55 yard touchdown or, uh, yeah, 55 yard touchdown to Jamison Williams, where Williams got behind the defense and Young hit him, um, he did have a couple of plays that I thought were, were pretty bad. Um, he, um, there was a pass uh, that got uh, intercepted where Young was attempting, or it should have been intercepted, where Young was uh, attempting to throw the football away, um, and it, it was underthrown, and um, it hit the defender right in the chest and uh, didn't result in a pick. And there was a fumble um, 
in the uh, late in the second quarter, um, where I thought uh, Young could have easily been punished um, on 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 a run. Um, but yeah, despite that, he made a number of positive plays in the game um, to make up for those mistakes and just the the 10 plus yard gains just kept coming and coming for Alabama in this game so um I was impressed with his performance overall yeah this game was definitely definitely one of his better performances of the year and mainly because we've been talking a lot of how Bama's just been overpowering teams and that for very obvious reasons was not the case in this one Georgia for the two years Young was at Bama, was absolutely incredible, especially defensively. Multiple first-round talents on that defensive line. So they, they, they were definitely in prime position to stop this Alabama offense. And not only that, they had, had the blueprints from the games like LSU and Auburn, like all you got to do is stop the run and you'll be able to stop Bryce Young. And to a certain extent, they did do that in the run game. Bama, uh, as far as their running backs go, did not have a good performance. And despite that, Bryce Young was able to just absolutely slice and dice this defense. And he was just playing his normal game. I mean, we saw the same deep throws to Jamison Williams that he's been doing all year. Jamison Williams had an incredible game this one. Uh, Like PD said, to this day, we still see that deep 55-yard touchdown to Jamison Williams from back in 2021 in this game because of how impressive that connection was. Uh, And still, he was destroying uh, Georgia in the intermediate game with his uh, connections with Mechie, who also had a pretty good game in this one. So overall, I was highly impressed by Bryce Young in this one, and this was probably one of the most impressed I was with him because this was really, really good competition, the closest you can get to NFL competition uh, being where he was at that time. And he showed that he can not only hang, but he can dominate, even with his run game not being there, which I think that's the first time he showed that. He showed that playing against a physical defense, his size isn't going to hold him back. Uh, He's still going to be able to maneuver in the pocket, find his guys. Uh, And that was very good. All right, let's talk about a game that wasn't so good, but not 100% Bryce Young's fault. So the Cincinnati game, they clearly did not want to push the ball down the field. They played it extremely conservatively. Um, Only a couple of passes that were even attempted down the field. Um, The one that is worth highlighting was this 45-yard touchdown to Ja'Cory Brooks. Um, The ball was a little bit behind him, actually, but he was wide open, and it was a solid throw nonetheless. Um, Just a number of passes that were behind the line of scrimmage in this one, and they clearly did not – uh, or close to the line of scrimmage, and they clearly did not want to uh, push the ball down the field. Um, but as a result of um, those uh, kind of shorter passes, uh, Young um, kind of got into a little bit of a rhythm, I guess. Um, he he was under uh, a significant amount of pressure in this game, surprisingly, despite those uh, shorter passes. Um, and he did deal with it reasonably well. Um, nine evaded pressures, and only two of them responsible for. So uh, a good job there. Um, he does throw an interception late in the game where um, he underthrew Jameson Williams in a tight window. Um, but yeah, the the accumulation of those short passes kind of makes this a little bit of more of a mediocre game rather than uh, a bad game to me. Um, and I don't think he played horrible, um, despite the fact that Alabama 
didn't really give him an opportunity to have a high impact game. This game was an example to me as to why it was really annoying that Bryce Young was on Alabama because I also don't really fault him for this game because, I mean, Bama had uh, hopes of winning this national title in this year, and they wanted to get through this uh, semifinal game as easily as possible, no, no problems, not give away too much of their game plan uh, for that national championship. Maybe they should have done a little bit more, because we'll talk about what happened in that national championship. Maybe they should have played a little bit more offense. But uh, it was annoying that he was on Bama, because it could literally be the college football semifinal, and Bama's still clearly overmatched to the point where they could just run the clock out against the Cincinnati team. Uh, So they didn't really have a need for Bryce Young to do anything downfield. So he didn't really... He, he threw his screens, threw his little short passes that uh, they did in this one. And he was pretty s- solid in it. He was still relatively accurate. He could have been a little bit more accurate, but Cincinnati did have very good uh, DBs in this one, led by Sh- Sauce Gardner. I remember this was the game where uh, Sauce famously locked down Jamison Williams. Uh, so yeah, they definitely had no real reason to go downfield because the only place where Cincinnati had elite talent was, uh, the DB position. Uh, so they just ran the, ran it through their throats and, uh, can't really fault Young too much for that, but we didn't get to see much of him. Uh, and he follows this game with that national title, which was hyped all over, uh, Bama had beat UGA to claim that number one spot, and things kind of went to shit. And I'll I'll let PD get into that. Um, Bama offense didn't necessarily perform well, but I do not think it was Bryce Young's fault. His receivers dropped a number of passes that were very well thrown, and the one I wanted to highlight was um, this tight window throw he had to Aggie Hall. Aggie Hall playing in the national championship game, by the way. Um, <laughs> And it was a perfect pass over one defender, dropped it in front of another two, um, 20 yards down the field, and it just went right through his hands. Um, and also, like, there were back-to-back passes where um, Ja'Cory Brooks and then Aggie A. Hall um, just misplayed the ball um, uh, 20 yards down the field in, in that third quarter. Um, and they were in pretty good scoring position, and uh, those back-to-back passes just kind of um, – made them settle for a field goal. Now, before um, Jameson Williams uh, got injured, that he did have one pass where he pushed the ball down the field. It was underthrown, but a good pass nonetheless, in my, nonetheless, in my opinion, because he was under heavy pressure. Um, and Young, in general, wasn't able to get uh, many explosive plays other than that going. He did hit um, Cameron Latu in, in a very tight window, um, about 15 yards down the field that led to a 61-yard gain. Um, that was an impressive, impressive pass, um, and he did make uh, one nice throw to to Aggie Hall. Um, and oh, also one more, uh, one more drop where um, Jacory Brooks um, put put one on the ground that was uh, about thirty five yards or thirty yards down the field. Um, but yeah, those passes um, were kind of the story because that intermediate game uh, was kind of not present against Georgia. Um, it was just kind of deep passes or short ones. Um, and Young did take uh, a sack that I thought um, he was responsible for. And of course, you know, the pick six to end the game. Um, he was trying to push the ball down the field, kind of underthrew it. Um, and that led to 
um, the game ending pick six. So um, I, I think he, he played pretty well um, because of those passes that weren't uh, really captured by the box score. Um, uh, when, when you have that many, many uh, impact plays that um, kind of the receivers don't, don't make the play on their end um, it's, it's still going to end up as, as a, very strong play or a very strong game, even with that, that late pick six, which I gave the lowest possible grade for. Um, he ended up with a 60, 62% uh, perfect pass rate in this game. Pretty impressive for um, going up against such a strong defense uh, with eight evaded pressures and four of them responsible for. So a, a still a strong pressure profile. And um, the, the, probably the biggest part of this that um, was most impressive is the number of passes that he had to throw. And, uh, the fact that Bama just kept going back to him uh, over and over and over again. Um, and yeah, I, I was impressed in this game despite the loss and and the critical pick six to, to end the game. Yeah, I, I said that well, things went to shit earlier, and that was in reference to Bama. Uh, however, I am a lot more split uh, on my opinion of Bryce Young in this one. And in some ways, I do get what you're coming from because – like you said, and like I had said earlier, this is a historic Georgia Bulldog defense, and Young needed all the help he could have got in this one, and he didn't really get any of that. Obviously, Jamison Williams goes down uh, pretty early in this one. I don't believe Mechie played either. Those were his two, top two guys throughout the year who he didn't have in the biggest game of the year against the best defense of the year, and we saw guys who were unproven playing in some of their first ever games, younger receivers, uh, without as much of a connection to Bryce Young uh, in this game. And it was it was tough for him, I, I will admit. But at the same time, I I do think we're, we were starting to see teams have almost a blueprint to stop Young, as I referred to earlier against Auburn and LSU. And I think Georgia, with a month to study film and with a month to stop Bama, uh, they found this, and they didn't have this in this, uh, the first time around, but for whatever reason, this time around, they actually locked down up front. That front seven absolutely shut down uh, the run game, which is another way uh, Young didn't have help. But at the same time, I do think with things closing and him being forced to pass in a lot more tight windows and stuff, he didn't look uh, anywhere near as impressive and I was hoping for a little bit more from him I obviously am not going to expect like games he had like against Arkansas in a, in a situation like this but I do feel like he could have done more uh with the game still uh obviously it was mostly out of the picture but with the game still potentially on the line national championship still on the line he can't underthrow. Uh, that uh, a second interception to the extent he did. And even that first interception, it did seem like a little bit less his fault, a little bit of a miscommunication. But I I, I, I was going to say, I do think that was still partially on him. Overall, uh, I do think he could have done a little bit more in this one. And defenses did seem to have a way to stop him. But I am acknowledging the extents he did go to. I mean, his his leading receiver was Cameron Latu. Like enough said there. It's it was a tough tough game for him. Tough sledding for sure. Yeah, maybe the discrepancy between us is how much blame we're giving him on that first interception because that is going to be like a very um, impactful play when you throw a pick. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I I have that as a zero graded play because I did think it was the receiver's fault. Um, and yeah, that that was one of uh, a few plays where Vama offense uh, took an L there. Um, I didn't think many of the sacks were really his fault, really. Um, and three of them came on like the final drive. So um, when the game was out of reach, so those didn't really have much impact on the outcome. Um, I, I do think that your point um, with the the interior pressure and stuff. Um, actually, I'm, I'm not I'm not even going to discuss that. We'll, we'll we'll save that because it, it does concern the height, and I tried to make a promise to not uh, discuss the height mm-hmm. until the end. So yeah, I figured. So let's go uh, to the next season, and um, important to note, uh, Bama lost a significant amount of talent uh, here, and. Uh, Young was playing with very young receivers, guys who were uh, the the best players were freshmen and, and second year players, and that's probably the the biggest reason that the Bama offense didn't look the same. Um, but I'll let you get started on this one with with the first game being against Utah State um, and a pretty easy one at that. that. Yeah, and I also want to just quickly touch on that. Uh, I mentioned a lot about how people were just afraid of that Bama offense last year and how good it was. And you really didn't see that in this one because, as PD obviously mentioned, you see uh, two two of their best guys went to the league. So you can't really do much about that. Uh, and was John Mechie out for the year for this one? So uh, in the NFL or – or uh, I, I forgot. Did he get drafted before this season? I, yeah, I J- J- Mechie got drafted, and then he was out for the year for the Texans. But ah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. That's what happened. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, as I was saying, they Bama lost a lot of talent, and this was definitely not as much of an impressive year statistically as I mentioned at the very start of this. Uh, but I still don't have a very different opinion of Young, and I'll get right into that Utah State game. And Utah State is a team that literally plays my school in their regular season, and I don't go to a Power 5 school's college. So this definitely didn't move me a whole lot. Uh, Young didn't even play a lot of this game. This was supposed to be a clear and obvious win for uh, Bama, and Young did his thing. You definitely saw a very different Bama offense because this wasn't a, a lot of, oh, we're just going to bomb it all day because they don't have a guy like Jamison Williams to do that with. So they relied a lot more on Young to, you know, kind of lead an offense like he normally would. And he was. He found all of his guys open in the intermediate game, in the short game. He was dinking and dunking his way downfield, which does is a little bit of trouble long-term for them in this season, but in this one against a very bad Utah State team, I mean, they just did whatever they wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think Young played that strong from uh, when I break it down into different categories. He only had a 41% perfect pass rate in this one, so that kind of just tells you how uh, how easy it was for the receivers because even with Bryce Young not throwing perfect passes – um, he only he still had a sixty four percent completion percentage, um, which is a huge delta between the completion percentage and the perfect pass rate. Um, he did have one dropped interception that I thought was pretty bad. Um, left the ball uh, in a tight window behind his receiver, uh, Treshawn Holden. Um, but he did have a really impactful run in this one. Um, he had a fifty three yard or sixty three yard scam- scramble. Um, 
where he forced uh, a couple of missed tackles, evaded a couple of pressures. Um, so that was his main source of impact for this game. Also had another run uh, for 22 yards uh, late in the second quarter when they were um, at the opponent 30-yard line. Um, and yeah, other than that, it was just short and intermediate passes, and they just kind of cut up the Utah State defense. So uh, pretty poor defense um, that they're going up against in this one. Um, but yeah, Young still played an okay game uh, despite that dropped interception, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, not much more kind of uh, to talk about there. Uh, but this next game was a very, very interesting one to me because obviously a massive jump in talent from Utah State to Texas. Uh, but nonetheless, Alabama being a very high-ranked team and Texas being an unranked lower-end SEC team who at this time I think wasn't even sure who was going to play quarterback for them and was kind of dealing with that. Uh, this Longhorns team wasn't exactly the most impressive team to go up against and Bama struggled a whole lot and I don't think it was very much on Bryce Young for them struggling even though this was a very close game uh very uh not not as much of a popping out statistic game that we saw from uh Young like last year I was highly impressed with the way he dealt with pressure with like because like we said with this team being less talented Young was dealing with a lot more pressure, and we saw a lot of like almost highlight uh, level or uh, you know rush avoidances. I remember there was one play where he just like there was a defensive lineman right in front of him, and he like ducks underneath him, gets out of the pocket, and completes the pass. So overall, we see a lot more of the playmaking side of Bryce Young come out because I mean it's kind of forced out of him. You can't really do anything as much uh, as he could have last year. And I like to see it because it showed me that Bryce Young can actually play quarterback and he's not just a product of that Bama system. Even if the numbers don't look good, him ducking out of a tackle and scrambling for like another 15-20 is a very, very impressive play that will be very useful for him in the NFL, especially him being a smaller guy that may need to evade pressure a lot. And he still maintained his accuracy in the in this one, despite uh, you know, having to do a lot more like playmaking work and kind of getting off his rhythm. He was still very very accurate in this one, so I was impressed with this game. Yeah, sixty five percent perfect pass rate. He does have a dropped interception early in the game, where he was trying to push the ball down the field to to Brooks. Um, I think this one might have been a little bit Brooks' fault, but. Um, I, I do think that um, Young could have definitely made a better play. Um, there's just a number of plays here where um, they're chunking for like 10 to 15 yards. And the most important explosive plays for Young, um, they come from the uh, scramble that he made at the end of the game for 20 yards to push Alabama into field goal range. Um, and then there's a couple of drop passes here that were nice passes, uh, one by uh, Isaiah Bond. Uh, in particular, that was impactful um, in my grading with 20 yards down the field. So that mattered a little bit to me. Um, and I didn't really think the the sacks were his fault. So you mentioned the, the pressure management. Um, nine evaded pressures, six of them were his fault. So a slight positive in that category, but it could have been a little bit better. And that's kind of tough to deal with, with the amount of pressure that uh, Texas was putting on yeah. the, the Bama offensive line. So... Um, 
there there are going to be some errors as you scale the the number of pressures up but um I think he could have played slightly better from that standpoint, um, but only taking uh, a couple of sacks is, is impressive for um, that kind of pressure profile. So, um, yeah, overall, a decent game. Didn't really generate uh, a ton of explosives, and that one dropped interception is going to hurt, but um, I thought he played a solid game in terms of the consistency aspect, despite the the absolute mess that was going on around him. Yeah, uh, definitely. And following that performance... Uh, I definitely was not nearly as impressed with his next week's performance compared to his performance against Texas. Because here uh, we see Alabama go up against UL Monroe. And honestly, I have no, I've, didn't even know that school existed until I was watching uh, this game for Bryce Young. So they had no business being on this field. And for the most part, Bryce Young was torching them. Uh, he, they have plenty of big 20, 30-yard chunk plays to come away from this game. But at the same time, I feel like he kind of just – he was just kind of playing lackadaisical, not really, you know, as sharp as he needed to be because uh, it was such a big mismatch. And he ends up turning the ball over twice in this one. And I just don't think that's mistakes you can make against such – uh, lesser talent, uh, especially a team like UL Monroe. Uh, like I was saying a lot last year, even though he was playing against a lot of teams that were beneath him, he wasn't ever really sinking down to their level of play. And with those two big mistakes, I just feel like he didn't have the perfect game he should have against a team like this. Uh, and even though there are still a lot of highlight plays that came from it, a lot of impressive plays, for the most part, he was accurate. Those two mistakes just lower his level of play for me overall. And just it was just a meh game to me. So one of the interceptions counted as a drop for me. So I wasn't uh, too bad or too harsh on that one. Um, but the second okay. inter- or the, the first interception, interception that he did throw in the game was pretty bad. Um, he just kind of underthrew um, his receiver and he was open, so. Uh, definitely should have been a big completion there, 45 yards down the field. Um, he does have a really, really nice throw uh, in a tight window um, in the middle of the field, on the uh, kind of on the right side to Cam Latu. He's pretty much covered, but Young finds a window to put the ball high and away from the defender um, where only a big tight end like Latu can catch it. Um, so that was a fantastic throw to me, and it kind of made up for the interception uh, pretty much. And then there's just a number of like short passes to kind of uh, – close out what what Alabama did on the day um only the 58 percent perfect pass rate which I could have expected maybe to be higher against such a poor team um and he wasn't really under pressure much at all in this one um so I guess to kind of wrap up that game like um not a poor performance but you could have maybe expected better from uh Alabama going up against such a horrible opponent yeah that that was kind of where I was coming from uh, but speaking of Bryce Young taking care of business against lesser opponents, uh, we got one of those rare 2021-esque games in 2022 uh, for Alabama's offense against this Va- Vanderbilt team who Vanderbilt might need to get relegated from the SEC or something because watching this was uh, just embarrassing for them. But Bryce Young absolutely torched them. And even though... Uh, his receivers were not as good this year. This was one of the rare occurrences where his receivers were still very easily able to get 
a ton of separation, like to the point of what like a Jamison Williams was last year. And he was kind of just cooking them. Him and Ja'Cory Brooks had like uh, had a very good connection in this one. Uh, a couple of highlight touchdowns to him. Uh, one of them, I believe, was pretty deep as well. He had a couple of long long passes to Burton. Overall, he was very, very accurate in this one. Uh, came in, took care of business against the lesser team. Uh, and it was just a dominant Bama and Bryce Young performance. Yeah, um, so his pressure management in this one was very good, in my opinion. He evaded eight pressures, and only one of them was respons- he was responsible for. Um, so a great game uh, from, th- from that standpoint. Um, and yeah, like he, they, they were, uh, they, they overmatched Vanderbilt even with the loss in talent. Uh, a number of explosive plays down the field. Uh, there's a uh, 21-yard completion, 20, 24, 25, 34, uh, 24, 26, 48, uh, and then a number of plays that even go uh, 10 plus yards down the field. Um, and and there was, yeah, even one dropped by Ja'Cory Brooks on uh, Young's last pass attempt of the game. Um, 31 yards down the field, and Ja'Cory Brooks just kind of dropped it. So it could have been an even better statistical day. Young did miss a few throws, but overall his accuracy was pretty good. Um, 19 of the 33 eligible passes. Um, so that comes out to about 58% perfect pass rate, which is a pretty strong number. Um, and yeah, they, they they played a very strong game uh, overall in this one, and I was pretty impressed with how he played. Yeah, definitely a very, very impressive performance against Vanderbilt. And following that against a game that should have been a tough one for them, again, away against an Arkansas team who played them well last year, I was really excited to see Bryce Young in this one. And unfortunately, he went out in the second quarter in this one, so wasn't really much to see uh, from him. Uh, I in in the short time he played, I will say he didn't really get to going in a rhythm at any point. I feel like he was still a little bit inaccurate, and that interception was definitely a huge blunder on his part. Uh, but overall, I feel like it's tough to look at him for that game because he went out so early. Uh, I thought he played very well, actually, uh, in that limited snaps because uh, that deep completion that he had to Isaiah Bond was very impactful. Um, he had a, a great pass on the first play of the game for 41 yards, um, and then another pass for 47 yards where uh, he didn't really do much, but um, he hit Pre- Prentice for an explosive play. Now, um, he did uh, drop a snap, and he went out of the game, but... Um, I also I also did think that the interception wasn't his fault. Um, if you look at the all twenty two angle on this one, uh, Treshawn Holden gets uh, mugged pretty hard at the catch point. So I didn't think that the interception was his fault. It's just kind of something that the refs missed. Um, and yeah, so that, that's kind of what's leading me to say that this was a a very good game. I couldn't really blame him for that interception. The drop snap, yeah, it, it was bad, but um, I mean. It, it's, it didn't hold him back from having a good game, but he did get injured. So obviously we can't call it a, a good game because of the limited snaps here. Yeah, I do see where you're coming from as far as like the highlight plays he had in, in this one, especially that like 40 plus yard touchdown. Definitely, definitely very impressive, very similar to what we saw in the last week. I just thought his like accuracy was a little bit more up and down in this one. I feel like 
early on in most games, he does have a couple of incompletions. And because it was so early in the game, we didn't see him recover. Uh, so that was kind of my problem with that. I didn't see the all 22 angle on that interception. So that's something I'll look at. And that would definitely change my perspective on that game. If, if it was uh, really that much uh, like the just a missed call. But overall, tough to extrapolate much from this game. Uh, and the next game, man, this was a very, very, very interesting one. Because uh, this was around the peak of the Tennessee uh, uh, hype and the Hendon Hooker hype, the Jalen Hyatt hype, because they came in and beat Alabama in an absolute shootout. And this game was one of my favorite to watch because I was talking about last year how teams just didn't want to go into shootouts against Alabama because it was just too much to keep up with. But this Alabama team was a very, very much, a uh, very, very different team. And they didn't quite have the juice that last year's team did. And as a result, teams did take them to shootouts and it led to games like this for Bryce Young. Uh, I really liked the way Bryce Young played in this one. Uh, for a Alabama team, this wasn't a particularly crazy rushing game. So Young did have to throw a lot. Uh, and Tennessee was scoring on big, big plays. They were just coming out on the field and just chucking it there. And Young was able to keep up with that offensive output with just dinking and dunking his way down the field, finding guys open, delivering it on target in tight windows. He was doing that basically this entire game and it impressed me a lot I didn't really see any mistakes from him in this one and definitely one of my favorite games of him uh to watch yeah uh only the one mistake for me he took a 14 yard sack that was I thought his fault but other than that there were zero negative plays and just consistent chunk after chunk for the Bama offense to try to keep up with the Tennessee uh just absolutely pouring it on on the Alabama defense um, 54% perfect pass rate in this one, which doesn't seem um, impressive uh, on his face. But when you consider the volume of passes that he was throwing and the fact that he had an uh, average depth of target over 10 yards, um, it does get a little bit more impressive. And he wasn't uh, constantly throwing it to wide open receivers in this one. Um, a number of, of tight window passes as well. Um, just a fantastic game, a great display of um, what he can do kind of at the next level. And I thought another thing that um, did jump out to me was the way he managed pressure in this one. So uh, he he took a number of pressures that were uh, his fault, seven pressures responsible for and, and nine evaded pressures. So only a slight positive in that category, but on the plays that he was pressured, he was able to generate explosive plays and only took that one sack. So yeah, I... I um, I was impressed with the way he played in this one and another huge volume game where he performed very well. Yeah, pretty much agree with everything you said about him in that Tennessee one. And following that massive test for Alabama, uh, we see them go up against another SEC-ranked opponent uh, in the following week. And I thought this was going to be a little bit more of a challenge uh, for Bama and Young, and I thought we were going to see a little bit more of what we saw last week. But uh, we didn't necessarily get a, a shootout, but we still got a very, very good game from Bryce Young, in my opinion. I feel like in this one, it almost impressed me even more uh, than the Tennessee one. 
Uh, not because I thought he was better, but because in this one, much like some of those games we saw last year against tougher, uh, like uh, more physical defenses, this Mississippi State team absolutely shut down Alabama's run game. It was completely non-existent in this one. And Young kind of just sat back there in the pocket and still sliced and diced that team. And not only did he do that, we also saw him manage pressure well, well play make. That first touchdown we saw to, uh, I believe it was JoJo Earl or something like that. It was kind of like the epitome of what I'm talking about because he like rolls right, avoids like multiple uh, defensive linemen and just chucks it over to the back of the end zone to find a wide open receiver. This was one of those games where he kind of just had to put his team on his back because his receivers weren't getting crazy separation. They were getting open, but it wasn't anything to uh, just give him free yards. And Young was still able to, you know, find his guys, play make, stood in the pocket, didn't really take. Uh, he took a couple of sacks, but none one were really bad sacks, in my opinion. So overall, just a very, very impressive game for Bryce Young, and he kept things rolling in this one. Uh, I had a slightly different view, but I think the the theme thematic things that you're saying are correct. And but I just ended up with a different conclusion because um, he has a drop snap in here, which obviously I I, I don't uh, fault you for not uh, keeping track of that. And also but... there is a sack fumble here, which um, I th- I do think you forgot to mention um, in the third quarter yeah. on a se- on a second and nineteen um, he does fumble the ball. Um, and also like the the th- those kind of plays like they could have given them a chance. So I just want to. Like make sure that uh, we do talk about them, but I do think uh, what you mentioned with like the first half stuff. The first half was absolutely spectacular, and he only had one pass that I thought was a little bit um, inaccurate and and forced the running back to get hit. Um, in general, for this game, um, I thought that accuracy component um, it wasn't uh, perfect, but he he did kind of enough to to get by. Um, only forty five percent. Uh, perfect pass rate, but he was throwing the ball pretty far down the field consistently, almost a 12 average depth of target. Um, so that's going to mute some of that that uh, accuracy ability. Um, and you did talk about the pressure management, and that was the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, 13 pressures evaded, which is a monster number, um, and nine of them were his fault, but uh, I'm not going to fault the, the pressure responsible for if you're able to get out of them. So... Um, yeah, a mixed bag in my opinion, but the the, the high level trade stuff that uh, you discussed and we'll also discuss like later in depth, um, I did see some of that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I do see where you're coming from a little bit as well. Just to me, the reason I was YouTube in, uh, is now the uh, the reason I was impressed with this game was because even though he did have that drop snap, he had that fumble. Those are the types of plays that, like, I just don't expect for him to happen at a consistent basis, obviously, in the next level. And what I did see from him in the passing game was very, very impressive. And that's more traits, like, I look at to translate to the league. So that's just why I had that opinion on that. But, yeah, if if we're looking at that game just alone, he definitely had mistakes like those that you mentioned that could have cost him the game. But because Bama was so good, it didn't really matter. Uh, but speaking of another very tight matchup against a team that really tested Bama, 
this LSU game, man, this was fun to watch. And I, I, this one thing different about this season was we got to see a lot of these like close, tough shootout type of matchups. Like I said, because Bama hasn't been as good. And in this game, my thoughts on Young. Uh, he I, he definitely did not impress me as much as either of the last two weeks. I do think his biggest mistake on paper, that was the interception, wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, I He did underthrow the ball, and I, I do wish he put it out in front, but I think the receiver also had a chance at the ball. Uh, it was a bit of a weird one, but in that same play alone, we did see him play make, and we did see him get out of the pocket. And those were things we saw a lot more in this LSU game because much like that Tennessee game, LSU was scoring a lot of points, and they also have a tougher defense than pretty much anyone else uh, Bama had faced up till this point in the year. Uh, And they were kind of able to force Young to have to play make and do things like that because uh, their receivers were not getting as much space. Uh, luckily, Young did have a good run game behind him this one, so it wasn't all on him. Uh, but he still had a very high-volume passing game because of how much and how quick LSU was scoring. And despite a high-volume passing game, he was, he was kind of uh, less accurate. And I do think it was because of a lot of just drops and kind of miscommunications with his receivers. I do think this is one of his like receivers lesser of their games. And that kind of reflected not only in his stats, but like the score a result of the game. Uh, but I don't fault for him for that too much overall. I think this is a solid performance, but could have been a bit better. Yeah. So you talked about the accuracy, 51% perfect pass rate. So that's below his standards. Um, I do want to talk about this interception that he threw um, in the first quarter, um, or actually, um, maybe not that interception. Um, actually, yeah, th- that's the right one. So, um, he he tries to work this pass um, around uh, th- this the defender in the end zone. So, so yeah, so this is um, on a second down. Um, he's pressured pretty early in the play um, at about two point four seconds, and. He makes the defender miss, uh, and that counted as a force miss tackle, and he tries to throw around um, another defender who's uh, in his face, and the ball just kind of goes slightly behind him. But um, as we'll kind of talk about in uh, a few minutes here, ideas like that are kind of um, the creativity aspect of it really jump out on that play, even if um, you mm-hmm. you do have some like you do have some place where times where you do strike out um, as they would say in baseball. So um, yeah, I I wanted to point that play out in general for this game. um, Like I mentioned, the, the 51% accuracy rate really not something that um, will uh, hold against uh, or hold with NFL talent. He'll, he'll probably play better. Um, And in terms of the pressure, um, he evaded 10 pressures and was responsible for only five of them. So a strong positive in that category. Um, and yeah, he was able to make enough plays in my opinion to uh, make up for that interception that he threw, um, especially this 41 yard pass that he threw uh, for a touchdown uh, to Ja'Cory Brooks. It was a little bit behind him, but a good pass nonetheless. And then a number of passes that, like you said, ended up being dropped or miscommunications with the receiver. Um, I had, I took a ton of notes in this one. Um, and I usually only take notes when when necessary and the receivers are messing up plays or there needs to be some mm-hmm. 
uh, additional comment being made. And yeah, I, I had notes on like every other play with how poorly the the execute the the Bama offense executed in this one. Um, so overall, an okay game, but um, nothing really popped out to me. I think. Yeah, and that's kind of how I felt about that. But any young definitely turns things around in another test. And this five-week stretch was probably my most fun stretch of him to watch because of how many tests he has here uh, with, you know, not necessarily overpowering talent, you know, something that's more realistic. And in this Ole Miss game, we see this once again. Uh, a team that's very similarly ranked and Alabama trying to recover off a loss to a rival. It was a huge game and Bryce Young came out and performed. Uh, He was pretty consistent throughout this one. Very, very uh, accurate in my opinion. And we saw some of those like uh, not necessarily highlight plays come into form here, but more of, you know, the short game in Bryce uh, in Bryce Young's arsenal that like short intermediate game, he killed them in in this game. Uh, and it wasn't to one receiver either. He was spreading the wealth in this one and still uh, picked up a good amount of yards enough to win them this game. Uh, the run game was also like somewhat successful and used a good amount for Bama in this one. So they didn't have to have a high volume game for, for, uh, from Young. But still in the passes he did throw, I think he I thought he was pretty accurate. I thought he was hitting his guys in stride and ultimately just doing his job, leading a good offense, and he ended up winning them this game. Yeah, 65% perfect pass rate for this uh, game. Um, Really good pressure management, in my opinion. Nine evaded pressures with only one of them responsible for. So even with the mess-ups that the Alabama offensive line uh, was having, Bryce was able to um, make something out of it. He did have one sack that I thought was his fault, but other than that, no pos- or no negative plays, everything else neutral or positive, and ended up with a pretty solid grade for this one as well. So, um, or, yeah, so just just a strong game from, from Young overall, um, and it does get even better, um, and I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, and you know how I was talking about all those tests? Yeah, I think they made up for that tough part of the schedule with this one because – once again, I had no clue Austin P, Austin Pie. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce it, to be honest. I don't know where like this school existed until this moment, and it's kind of ridiculous that they had to play Alabama at this point in the season. I mean, this team had 45 carries for 263 yards against this team. It was ridiculous, and... I mean, Young, I'm surprised he wasn't taken out earlier in this one. I thought he would just kind of get yanked early on, uh, but he did play till the fourth. Uh, and it was just just simple football for him, to be honest. Just a lot of short passes that were completely wide open, and he was just hitting his guys. Uh, uh, sir, uh, he, I was kind of surprised that there wasn't more big plays. He did have a couple of big plays that one long touchdown to Burton. But just overall, it wasn't like a downpour of highlight plays, which you would have probably seen last year if it was uh, that Bama offense. Uh, But overall, this wasn't a competition. So can't say much changed in my view of Young. Yeah, uh, this one was, they had it on cruise control for this one. 69% perfect pass rate for Young, which is just a crazy number. And it's not like uh, these were difficult passes. Um, he only threw a few into a tight tight window. Um, 
that one long touchdown that he did have to Burton wasn't a super impressive pass, a decent pass, but it was underthrown in my opinion. Um, and yeah, other than that, it was just like short passes after short pass after short pass. Um, and yeah, it didn't even, it didn't really even allow him to have a highly impactful game because he took a couple sacks that I thought were uh, his fault. So relative to the competition, um, I didn't think he played uh, that great, but I mean, the Alabama offense just totally destroyed uh, them. So it's, it's, it's whatever in the end. Yeah, pretty much like the don't have much the different thoughts on that. Uh, but one game that I was impressed with, and it was kind of a redemption game for Bryce Young, because if you remember last year uh, in the Iron Bowl against Auburn to end off the regular season, Bryce Young was not good, and Alabama's offense was not good. And this is obviously, he knew this was going to be his last time against Auburn, their rivals, and he, he showed out unlike last year, and I was very, very much impressed by that alone. And in the game itself, he was very impressive. He, Unlike a lot of the other games, he actually had an impact in the rushing game in this one. Uh, he had one 20-plus yard uh, run as well as a touchdown in this one. So uh, it was good to see him, you know, go after it with his legs. Because last year when the run game was shut down against Auburn, he didn't really decide to take off. And this year, they definitely didn't shut down the run game. Uh, Auburn didn't, but regardless, Young was still effective on his legs. And passing the ball, I think it was just another day at, a, at the office for Bryce Young. He was very accurate, uh, just dinking and dunking, no real big plays aside from one to Burton, I believe. Uh, I think Burton kind of started to become his his own version of Jamison Williams towards the end of this year where he was the big play guy. But other than that, a lot of a couple of chunk plays, but a lot of just dinks and dunks and uh, beating Auburn, you know, methodically. And overall, an impressive game for Young for me. I do wish he didn't throw that interception, but other than that mistake, I do believe he was good this game. Yeah, the interception uh, I did not think was his fault. I think um, it's just a miscommunication, whatever. But uh, the the long touchdown that he did have kind of carried his value. Like you said, a bunch of short passes in this one. Um, the He did have uh, a dropped pass that was uh, somewhat impactful where he hit uh, Ja'Cory Brooks in a tight window and Brooks put it on the ground. Um, but most of his high-impact plays in this one came uh, with his legs, like you said. Uh, 20 yard scramble, 14 yard scramble. So those were helpful uh, for his overall grade in this game. And that 52 yard touchdown was obviously uh, quite impactful and a good pass. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, kind of kind of a redemption thing, like you said. Um, uh, pretty good uh, pressure management in this one, uh, in my opinion. He evaded uh, a number of pressures, nine of them in, in total, and he was only responsible for one of them. So. Um, great pressure management there. Um, uh, he he kind of uh, started the game off um, on fire in terms of the accuracy, uh, but uh, overall it wasn't uh, quite the same level as that start. Uh, only finished with uh, 55% uh, perfect pass rate, which is still very good, but uh, didn't live up to the start that he put out there. But uh, overall, I thought he played well. Only one negative play where he kind of uh, missed a receiver, but... Um, yeah, strong game overall. 
yeah, strong game for him to end his regular season career and to end his postseason car- uh, career and I guess his career overall. He had his the Sugar Bowl versus Kansas State. And a lot of people didn't even think Bryce would play in this one. I mean, at this point, he had wrapped up the number one overall pick. He had no reason to play, but he came out and played, and I'm glad he did because this was an absolute treat to watch. He was amazing. And you really saw why people say Big 12, the Big 12 does not play defense because this Kansas State team was supposed to be good. And they got absolutely smoked by Bryce Young. And this was almost like watching the 2021 uh, uh, Alabama team with much worse receivers because all the year against SEC defenses, these guys were not able to get loose. And I don't know if it's Bryce Young elevating his game or the receivers elevating their game, but the highlight plays were falling in this one. And we got two uh, 30-plus yard touchdown, one being a nearly 50-yard touchdown in this one. Both great plays, in my opinion, uh, from Young. He was very, very good at managing pressure in the pocket, I felt like, this one. Uh, Last year, I feel like a lot of the time, even in these games, he was still just getting rid of the ball quickly. He wasn't really dissecting defenses. Uh, but this time, he was really standing in the pocket, moving around, finding his guys. I think that first touchdown to, I think it was Isaiah Bond, he really showed that where he was kind of just sat in the pocket, he was patient, he moved around, uh, even though people were coming up, and then he stepped up and found his guy in the back of the end zone. Uh, so this was honestly the perfect game for him to end off because I think in this one he showed a lot of how he could be an NFL level quarterback because even I think his third touchdown pass to Burton was a very, very tight window one-on-one pass and the DB was right there and he fits it in right in the perfect spot for a touchdown overall. Very, very good game. He beat them in the short passing game. He beat them intermediate and he killed them deep. And one of the deep passes in the back corner of the end zone, I forget which one it was. I think it was the one to Ja'Cory Brooks. Man, that was right on the money. Might have been the best pass of his career. That that one was beautiful. Uh, But nothing but positive things for me for this one. Yeah, I mean, great evidence of the hand-eye coordination, like we'll we'll talk about um, in the the traits on on that uh, tight window pass. Just um, Brooks is kind of towards the right corner of the end zone, and He's totally covered, and Young just finds a way to fit the ball in there. Um, he took one sack in the first quarter that I thought was bad, um, and that first quarter overall was kind of low impact. Uh, but once they kind of got going, starting with uh, their first drive of the second quarter, it was it was really lights out. Uh, Young only missed one pass, took one sack, and he was absolutely lighting them on fire. Um, he had a great 47-yard uh, pass to Burton, um, where he hit him on this kind of corner route on the left side. He had a, another great tight window pass um, along the left side to Burton. Um, he had that uh, pass that we mentioned uh, in the corner of the end zone to uh, Ja'Cory Brooks. Um, he had uh, another pass where he hit the guy on the money for a 23-yard gain. Uh, and then one more 47-yard uh, pass to Prentice for a touchdown. Um, and this was kind of uh, the culmination of kind of all the things that we've looked at uh, with Young, and as we start to like dive into more tra- traits and stuff like that, we'll uh, discuss more. But nine evaded pressures, uh, six of them were his fault. So he kind of um, had some pressures that were his fault, but he ended up as a net positive. That's kind of the theme uh, with Young. And 
yeah, just a very accurate game overall as well. Um, had a number of passes into uh, tricky, tricky windows that um, ended up being positive plays for him. So, uh, yeah, I thought he played a really good game, a high-impact game to end up his college career, pushing the ball down the field a lot. Uh, and, yeah, great performance from him overall. Yeah, and that was a great way to end a very, very promising career for Bryce Young. Uh, obviously an Alabama legend and probably going to go number one overall. Uh, but with that being said, PD, uh, let's get into how we see Bryce Young in the league and kind of just our overarching themes about him. I'll let you get started. Uh, did we read the scouting report yet, or um, did you want to... I, I did not uh, read the scouting report just yet. We could go over... I have that available uh, okay. ready from NFL.com. Let's, let's do that first and kind of do a back-and-forth response style thing. All right. So uh, this is, a like I said, scouting report from NFL.com. And the first, this is his, their overview on him. Uh, and they say, slightly built with measurables that fall below the standard for the quarterback position. Young's talent and face of the franchise potential could force teams to focus more on his game film and less on his size. Uh, he has the advantage of working with former NFL head coach Bill O'Brien, who understands the challenges facing a pro quarterback. He's a full field reader whose confident demeanor on the field oozes off the tape. Uh, but never becomes unbridled cockiness. He's thoughtful in which uh, where he wants to go with the football and keeps the turnover count low. Uh, his deep ball is nothing special, and his drive velocity fails to stand out, but he has enough arm strength to make the necessary throws. He's perfectly capable of extending plays both inside and outside the pocket, uh, but teams will want to stay on schedule a little bit more often as a, a pro passer. He's poised in the face of both physical and situational pressure and possesses a full offering of intangibles that set, sets him apart uh, from more of the physically gifted quarterback quarterbacks in the class. And they do have some strengths and weaknesses, if you want me to go through that real quick. Yeah, go through that real quick, and then I'll start breaking stuff down. All right, just a quick uh, bullet point rundown of his strengths. Uh, they say his calm demeanor on the field, played in a pro-style attack, uh, shows ability to dial up focus in big fourth quarter situations or, I guess, clutchness. Uh, uses eye manipulation for easier throws. Locates in, avoids lurking trouble in zone coverage. Uh, unfazed by rush, the rush and makes ball de- deliveries priority. Uh, good rush awareness and pocket mobility. And makes defenses pay when he does break, uh, contain, and improvises. And his weaknesses are... Weighed in at 204 pounds at the scouting combine. Uh, since 2003, no other quarterback fewer than 207 pounds has been at the combine and drafted even in round one. Uh, durability will be a concern due to his small frame. He has a tendency to run his receivers up against the boundary. Uh, he needs to prove he can find reads quicker and stay on schedule. Uh, his deep throws come out flat, flat and lose energy late. And he doesn't run as often as he should to counter uh, the uh, pass rush and pick up, you know, important first downs. All right. So those were a bunch of different traits that um, NFL.com kindly look into. Um, yeah. And so let's let's uh, reiterate the three categories that uh, Polly and I are, are look, kind of looking at. So we're looking at yeah. mostly athleticism, feel, and polish. Those are the three broad categories that we're grouping everything into. Um, and we'll start with uh, the athleticisms uh, for Young. Um, so we're looking at things like 
or not not just traditional things that they test at the combine, like the the strength from the bench press, I guess, not a very good measure, but um, uh, speed, uh, jumping, and, and stuff like that. We're looking at uh, both the the traditional components of the athleticism and uh, things that don't really get talked about as much as well. So uh, things like quickness, speed, arm strength, the flexibility, um, normal strength, uh, arm flexibility, stuff like that. So I'll get started um, on some of the main things that I uh, think about with uh, strengths and weaknesses from an athletic standpoint. So um, going for, for strength. So I actually think uh, Young is a very strong athlete um, because of some of these high-end strengths. He is maybe the quickest player that I've evaluated at the quarterback position. Um, and I've been doing this uh, since 2016, if you want a reference for which college quarterbacks I'm talking about. So, like, his ability to make guys miss and change direction is is pretty ridiculous. Like, um, and being that small and um, th- that that's kind of uh, a consequence of that. But it is something that I think should be mentioned and he can basically make defenders miss on command. And I think that's something that will translate to the next level. Um, in terms of speed, um, in just like straight speed, I don't think it's it's very good. He's he's an okay um, long speed guy, but where he really shines is his ability to accelerate to that top speed and he gets there really quickly. Um, now for the quarterback athleticism stuff, he's his arm strength is okay. Um, I do see moments where his velocity isn't ideal. Um, and like, we'll continue to talk about, um, his, his size kind of limits, um, the ways that he can, uh, power through pressure, um, especially on the interior part of the offensive line. Um, and in terms of like raw strength, like, obviously he's not going to be good at, at that stuff. He's short and, and skinny. So, um, he's not, um, breaking out of tackles when there's multiple guys around him or something like that. But um, another thing that I want to mention that he's like truly all-time great at is the flexibility stuff. So he is able to drop his arm down to pretty crazy angles um, and he's able to kind of bend and slither his way out of tackles um, kind of goes hand in hand with the the quickness aspect that I mentioned. Um, and it le- lets him be uh, elite at evading pressure. Um so what are your thoughts on all those aspects of athleticism? Anything you want to add there? Yeah, one overall thing that I felt watching Bryce Young, and I feel like we'll agree with this overall uh, based off what you've just said, I feel like on paper and like just measurable-wise, measurables-wise, you won't look at Bryce Young and think of him as a high-level athlete because, like you said, he's not like straight-up speed. He's not the fastest guy on the field. Arm strength-wise, I do believe he has good arm strength, but I agree that some of his deeper throws, you know, velocity lacks a little bit. In terms of how far he can throw, it lacks a little bit. And just him being a smaller guy, just strength, base level strength, you know, it won't be the highest just because of the guy he is. So overall, like on paper as an athlete, he doesn't seem to be like good athletically. But in terms of what I saw on the field and on the film, and I think this ties into a lot of what you said, I do think he is a very, very good athlete. And I think he's one of those guys that even though he doesn't have like the traits just like on paper, and that's why I don't think he did the combine because I don't think things like his 
40-yard dash time or his three-cone drill, they may not have been that good. And I, I really don't think so. But I think in terms of functional strength and functional athleticism in terms of playing football, I think he's very, very, very uh, elite at that. Uh, for many reasons. I think his feel is elite, and I think that is something that ties into uh, him being good functionally. I agree that on film, he looked like one of the quickest players in terms of the quarterback position that I've seen uh, just watching film in the short time I have. Uh, defenses just weren't able to keep up with him, and he was just able to kind of bob and weave around pressure uh, very easily. And that's something that I've seen a lot of young quarterbacks struggle with and on almost be their downfall. And that's something that just comes naturally to him. And I think that's just natural football athleticism that he, uh, just has and understands. And in terms of, you know, getting out of the pocket or like being in the pocket and like changing his arm angle to throw it at the, the right way, or, you know, putting enough strength into his passes. I do think he's also very good in those aspects as well. Even though he doesn't have the biggest arm in the league, he probably can't throw it as far as everybody else. In terms of getting the ball to its spot with good velocity and accuracy, I think he'll be great at that. And maybe he won't be able to hit that 50-60 yard throw with good velocity, but everything in the intermediate and short realm, I think he'll be really good. And I do see him as maybe a quarterback that like isn't, exposing teams deep like he was in 2021 with Bama unless he has some like really elite deep level threat I do think he's gonna make his uh, money in the intermediate and short range and I think because of that his just functional athleticism to me was very impressive and even if I don't see like numbers to back that up like combine numbers I do think that's something that not only was very impressive to me but also will translate I do have numbers uh, here that I do want to mention um, oh, in regards perfect. to that. So Young has, um, I mentioned uh, as an example, um, the ability to evade pressure where the flexibility and the quickness show up. Um, and I'm just going to compare these numbers with other guys that we've talked about. So Stroud and Richardson, um, uh, Richardson obviously in a smaller sample, has 103 total evaded pressures. And Stroud, despite playing a huge amount more games, has 131 evaded pressures. But but Bryce Young has over 200 evaded pressures with 211 of them, which is like a crazy number. And it's it's like uh, a significant uh, number more than uh, CJ Stroud. So his ability to avoid rushers in and out of the pocket and just kind of on command, just just make them miss is is pretty remarkable. If you compare his uh, number of forced missed tackles to C.J. Stroud, not Richardson, obviously, because Richardson has pretty insane tackle breaking ability, um, he's well over uh, triple of, of C.J. Stroud's number. Stroud at 19 forced missed tackles total, Young with 61 forced missed tackles total. Um, and if you wanted to know Richardson's number, it's at 78, despite uh, playing half the game. So, um yeah, uh, Young is Young is extremely good at making uh, defenders miss, um, and we'll, we'll kind of um, uh, rope in the the, the next uh, component as well here, uh, which is the feel uh, that I wanted to talk about. So, in terms of uh, feel, we're kind of talking about hand eye coordination, uh, spatial awareness, uh, improvisation, and uh, calmness under pressure, and, and things like that. So, um, in terms of hand eye coordination, Young is 
incredible in my opinion he's incredibly good uh off rpos throwing screens um he's able to change his arm angle like we mentioned with the flexibility um and, and not just his ability to do so but when to do so he's very good at that um the spatial awareness is fantastic um he's able to understand where defenders are um incredibly frequently both behind and in front of the line of scrimmage and i think in front of the line of scrimmage is where uh, i really want to highlight it because this is kind of where I think his money will be made. He is an incredible anticipator. Um, he throws passes well before receivers are out of their break. Um, he he isn't frequently late on passes either, which but I which I think is more of a processing thing than uh, a field thing. But the anticipation portion, uh, understanding where receivers are go- are going to be in in relation to the defenders, he is incredible at that. Um, and kind of uh, also looking at kind of. Uh, the improvisation and calmness under pressure that that's where his money is really made. Um, when he's under pressure, he doesn't uh, kind of fold up into a ball. He just kind of, um, he just kind of makes stuff happen. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, like I mentioned with the evaded pressures and the force missed tackle stuff, that's kind of where it shows up. Um, and yeah, he, his performance under pressure, um, we were critical uh, of Stroud's performance under pressure. But Young barely sees um, his yards per attempt fall off under pressure. And in terms of my grading, he also does really does not experience uh, the same amount of um, drop-off under pressure uh, that Stroud did. So that's a pretty good sign um, when it comes to thinking about the feel aspect of it. Yeah, in terms of feel, I agree almost completely with, or I'd say completely with what you said, because even I started to talk a little bit about it uh, when I was giving my whole spiel earlier. But watching him, like, traditionally, I'm also one of those people, like, majority of people that wants a quarterback with size for obvious reasons. Like, the cons- most of those concerns and weaknesses that we saw from that scouting report, and we even feel are completely based off durability and stuff. But one thing that completely swayed, like, how I felt about Young overall was just watching him play and just seeing his just absolute knack for playing the game of football. Like, when you see somebody operate in the pocket, to some quarterbacks, it just comes natural, and to some quarterbacks, they just look awkward. And I that's why I do see where you're coming from, PD, with the Stroud. He did look a lot more awkward in the pocket and Young. And like you say with Young, Young just makes things happen. Like, there will be situations where defensive linemen are running free with him. And he'll kind of just duck, bob, and weave and make sure that he's going to get out of there and play make and make something happen, find somebody. But what impresses me even more, and I think is something that he's going to use even more in the NFL, like the whole bobbing and weaving and highlight level pressure evasion is is cool in college, but it's something that he can't do consistently in the league at his size, of course, because he's going to end up getting injured doing something like that. But something I saw in college, which I think is going to make him very successful in the league, is his ability to maneuver in the pocket, but yet stay in it. Because there was countless times where you saw pressure either come up uh, in, in the interior and he'll like maneuver around it, use his hands, use his feet, get away from the pressure, step up in the pocket. Or if pressure is coming from the outside, from the edges, he will just rush up, step forward, 
finds the little creases in the pocket where there's no defensive lineman and continue the play. And to me, not that's very, very impressive because not only because it's way easy, easier translated to the NFL, but it's also going to protect him. And most importantly, and something we saw uh, that was a, a big problem among a lot of young quarterbacks last year is they'll try to do too much innovating pressure and just mess up the entire scheme of the play. We saw this with Zach Wilson, and it was part of his uh, you know, downfall is he does so much trying to run away from pressure and get away from pressure that it just completely screws over the play. And this was in Young's weaknesses uh, for that NFL.com report, but I honestly disagree. I do feel like his feel is at such a high level that he is able to maneuver in the pocket without messing up the timing of the play, and that's one of his best strong suits. And in terms of, like, touch on the ball, I also agree that he's very elite at that anticipation as well. There was countless times, I think I saw it even more in 2021, well, uh, where uh, his receivers were really good and actually running like real routes. Whereas in 2022, we saw more of the playmaking, running around, just finding someone, Bryce Young. In 21, we saw elite anticipation because he had elite receivers who were breaking and getting wide open. And we'd see the ball release well before they were even open. And he was throwing guys open. That's why we saw so many of those highlight plays. So yeah, I completely agree about his field. That's something that is you know, you just can't teach and something young is very, very good at. Yeah. Um, agree with you there. So, uh, I wanted to kind of expand on one of the points that you made, um, with another stat that I track called early pocket bills. Um, young bailed from the pocket 59 times over his career. That's over two times a game. And you compare that with someone like Stroud, which is at 36, which is significantly less at about 1.25 times per game. And, with Richardson, it's really low with, with about one one time per game. Um, so Young does leave the pocket quite frequently um, uh, early in the play. And uh, now it's kind of time to get into some uh, weaknesses and the area that I think he needs the most work in, um, which is the polish. And uh, as you could tell, that's, um, that's um, the area that can be most worked on. So that's why... Um, well, I, I don't want to spoil, but I, I, I like the player quite a lot. Um, so when we're talking about polish, we're talking about footwork, throwing motion, their eye discipline, their dropback mechanics, um, and their kind of willingness to stick in the pocket. Um, those are things that um, some of those things can be cleaned up. And like the willingness to stick in the pocket can kind of be, kind of be grouped into feel as well, I think. But um, I think some of that is with uh, is, is a function of eye discipline and um, seeing when your receivers are open. Um, so let's start off with the footwork. The footwork is bad. Uh, just I'm just going to straight up say that right now. Like Young plays from his toes extremely frequently, and this is kind of where the height shows up, in my opinion. He plays from his toes um, so that functionally he's a 6'1 quarterback rather than a 5'11 guy. Uh, playing from his toes adds a couple of inches. Uh, you can see this a la like a Drew Brees who was six foot 6'1, six but functionally was more like a 6'2", six, 6'3", six, uh, before he geared up to throw. Um, and that kind of let him see over the middle extremely well, uh, combined with his feel and, and stuff like that. Um, and for Young, he's going from 5'11 to 6'1", and that's adding a good amount uh, to his ability to throw over the middle. But that's where the footwork um, kind of suffers, and um, it can lead to some of his passes being inaccurate because um, 
with more moving parts in the process of throwing, um, there's going to be a higher likelihood for errors. Um, in terms of his throwing motion, I think it's pretty smooth. Um, and it's also important to mention, like, uh, with his throwing motion, it's um, it's very malleable, like we were talking about with uh, the feel as well. Um, mm -hmm. He's able to uh, adjust his throwing motion based on what's around him. Um, so that's an area where the feel affects as well. Um, in terms of eye discipline, there were moments where I saw him skipping over reads and kind of chasing uh, bigger plays or turning down uh, open guys because he felt someone else open, which is not necessarily a bad thing in isolation, but uh, definitely something he could work on and uh, finding the open guy um, he's good at, but I wouldn't say he's uh, fully cleaned up in that area. Um, and like I mentioned, um, uh, with the footwork, this is kind of something that kind of ties into that. The dropback mechanics, um, I think that they're um, they're definitely something that uh, need to be worked on as well. So um, I, I started the, my Patreon today, so you can check out more of this uh, as you wish. But there are an, uh, a ton of plays where I've charted those plays as five-step drops. But really, uh, in terms of the way that the rhythm works, those should really be three-step drops. And he starts with his dominant foot back and takes uh, another false step. So it's really um, that half step with his his dominant foot back and then another step and then what you normally see from other quarterbacks, maybe like a Joe Burrow who has great footwork, um, those three steps as well. So um, that's how he kind of ends up with uh, five-step drops that really in function are, are three-step and that kind of leads him to uh, – I've seen people say he's uh, got deep drops, and I would kind of agree, but it's more uh, of a function of uh, the way he layers his footwork rather than him having, like, large legs or taking too big of steps or something like that. So that's something that's also a function of his, his height, I think. Um, he does that to kind of uh, maintain as much vision as possible, again, like we said, um, and kind of give himself some more time. Um, I think that giving himself more time part is, is something that can be worked on, but, um, the, the vision part, um, it will either come through him kind of developing better vision between uh, his offensive linemen or, uh, playing more from his toes as well. And then the one thing that I, last thing I want to talk about with the dropback mechanics for him is he faces the line of scrimmage, um, and does basically almost like, like a pedal type of thing, um, where his, his shoulders are kind of parallel to the line of scrimmage. Um, and he doesn't really get perpendicular until he's he's ready to throw. And that kind of gives him uh, more vision, like we were talking about. So a lot of things in that polish area being affected by the height. And we also mentioned the early pocket bail thing. So that's also being affected by the height. And some of those things will not be fixable. But I think the frequency with which he has errors uh, with his footwork that leads to inaccurate passes and uh, his ability to play more on time uh, with different types of adjustments with his footwork. Like instead of taking four and a half steps on what's normally a, a three-step drop, he could uh, go for more of like bigger steps that would allow him to uh, get that same dropback depth that he wants, but uh, get there quicker in, in the play. So those are kind of like some areas that uh, I think of uh, as improvement for young. Uh, and that's why it's still in the polish area. So uh, I, I rambled a lot there, but uh, what do you think about all that? Well, a, a lot of what you said, I do agree, but one thing I, I before I want to get into that, I do want to address kind of the elephant in the room, so to say, 
And we, we talked about it earlier in the pod that we won't get into it until now, but I think it's about that time. Uh, my biggest concern with him, as we talk about concerns, and I think his obvious biggest concern among everybody, is going to be his size and it's going to be his height. And you got into it a little bit in the in the sense of vision and being able to see his off over his offensive line and being able to, I guess, make those throws over the middle of the field. Uh and I think that also that problem also ties into the fact that he does have that issue of running his receivers up against the the boundary, as we saw uh, in that NFL.com weakness uh, or NFL.com report. I do think that is an issue because of his inability to see over uh, the middle sometimes and make those plays. Uh, they do have to have a lot of outbreaking routes, a lot of things going down the sideline. That's where I think Young does uh, a lot of his damage, especially going uh, like deep uh, or uh, especially, uh, I guess, intermediately because deep, I guess he can still see downfield. Uh, and it does sometimes force his receivers to work in a less uh, with less space. But I do think the biggest problem with that, uh, for obvious reasons, is going to be health and durability of course because to this point the only quarterback we see have seen of his size and granted even these guys were bigger than him uh have success is I guess a Russell Wilson uh Drew Brees and maybe to a smaller extent uh a Kyler Murray and even with guys like Drew Brees you said he's six foot he played on his toes functionally he was like six two Bryce Young is 5'10", and just barely 5'10", as well. He is shorter than even a Russell Wilson, and he is pretty much that same size as a Kyler Murray, but not nearly as athletic or fast and uh, having as much of an impact in the run game as Kyler Murray, uh, which may which may help, help with his health long-term. But with all that being said, with him being so short, so small, he is certainly a target for... Uh, injuries to defense uh, against defenses uh him getting sacked is always going to be a concern for him and I do want to ask you how do you see him be able to deal with that because we have seen you know that issue kind of hinder and hold back uh Kyler Murray's career to a big extent yeah there's not much that can be uh done with that other than like changing the way that he plays and I do think that his propensity to take some pretty big hits is is a concern for me and it's why I don't have him higher as a prospect um because of that that injury concern and the 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 priors that we have with uh quarterbacks who are this small um it it doesn't look good from uh an injury he's never been that good so he will have to adjust his play style and kind of slide more uh I think he's Mm -hmm. he's extremely aggressive uh chasing yards when he scrambles and I think he must start to hunt the sideline more and, and, and slide to avoid defenders, which uh, that's definitely something that can go in the polish category and that'll improve uh, yeah. his health and, and consistency overall uh, long-term. Um, so yeah, arriving at kind of uh, our general conclusion, um, uh, this is kind of what we've been building up to. I think both of us have him as the number one quarterback in this draft because that yeah. combination of, uh, functional athleticism with the quickness, the flexibility, which are both truly like hyper elite stuff for a, a prospect, and the combination between with the elite feel that he has, uh, both behind and in front of the line of scrimmage, um, 
and the number of things that we've listed that he can work on. Some of those things that are a little harder to clean up without compromising other things like um, his uh, dropback footwork. Uh, if he tries to clean that up, it might compromise his ability to see over the middle. Or maybe if he doesn't clean that up, his accuracy might be um, not hyper elite, even though I think his hand-eye coordination and motion are so good that uh, he can do it without elite footwork. Yeah. So um, that kind of leads us into um, our, our discussion on what his ranges are. So um, for for Young, I actually uh, – there, there are people who envision a, a low ceiling – and kind of high floor type of guy. Um, I actually see Young as a guy with a very high ceiling with the way uh, that we were talking about uh, his things that he, he can clean up. Um, so for for what I have for him, I have a low basement um, rather than a low floor. Um, we kind of uh, talked about his height a lot um, and the injury concerns. And if he continues to play like this and maybe becomes more aggressive and has enough injuries, I think it could knock him out of the league potentially. Um, in terms of floor, um, I see him as like a somewhat low floor. Um, I think he will always be uh, a lower end starter at the very least, maybe a bridge guy, um, even if the accuracy gets worse and, and the, the processing inconsistencies become worse. Um, I think his ability to play make and uh, uh, pre-snap recognition will always give him a place in the league. Um, I have him as a very high median. So the gap between the floor and, and the median is extreme for me. Um, I, his median outcome for me is about QB eight, which would make him kind of like a low end type pro, pro bowler type. Um, just that combination of uh, the traits that we talked about um, with a standard progression would, would lead him to uh, that area in his best season. I have him as a reasonably high ceiling as well um, at about QB4. If he's able to improve his uh, vision between uh, offensive linemen and kind of um, perfect his throwing motion and make his mechanics work for him, it's possible that he's one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the league with great feel. Um, probably that early pocket bailing thing will never go away, but that's something that'll um, hold him back from the next category, in my opinion. And then uh, also contributing to the ceiling, um, he his ability to uh, push the ball down the field, if that can uh, improve um, with with even more improved touch and and uh, maybe he adds some weight to his frame um, that's more muscle based um, and he's kind of driving the ball at an above average rate uh, rather than what we project him as to as like okayish type thing. Um, and then for his sky, his his very best outcome, I don't actually see it uh, as much higher than his ceiling. Uh, like we've talked about, uh, there are those traits like the height and weight, obviously, and the fact that he doesn't have um, a, a cannon for an arm. Th- I think those things will end up limiting him, and I don't really see him going higher than the third or second best quarterback in a given year, um, even in his 100th percentile outcome. And I, I pretty much confidently can say that I, I, I don't think he'll ever be the best quarterback in the league. Wow, I, I actually have very, very similar thoughts to Bryce Young. I, I haven't quite broken it down uh, to the extent of the levels that you have, similar to my Anthony Richardson. But I feel very, very similar about him because I also don't think he has a low ceiling. I think his feel for the game is so incredible. I think his just ability to taking his size and athleticism away, I think his ability to play quarterback is such a high level that he's going to be a starting level player. And even if he's consistently injured, uh, 
I still think he'll be able to be a starter every time he does come back. Because to me, how far he goes as a player completely depends on uh, injuries. To me, I don't think Bryce Young will not pan out because, you know, he's just not a good quarterback. I think all the traits are there. I do think – I agree with the weaknesses that you mentioned, PD, but I do think a lot of what you said is something – things that are like all NFL quarterbacks polish once they get to the league. And I think with just natural progression – Bryce Young will be able to be a starting level quarterback literally next year. And to me, the way I see his higher end outcome and lower end outcome, it depends completely on injury. If we get a healthy Bryce Young uh, with a solid team around him, I do think he can be a top, a borderline top five level quarterback at his best. I also agree that I never see him becoming like a top two to three, maybe even four quarterback because I just think he will be consistently missing games every single year. I mean, we see it with Kyler Murray. We see it. Uh, we saw it later in their careers with uh, Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. And in general, we're seeing with a lot of quarterbacks over these past few years, especially the ones that run a little bit, you're going to get injured when you have a small frame. It's just going to happen. I, I would be incredibly surprised if Young goes through his career uh, without having to deal with a lot of injuries. And that's not me wishing injury on him. I do wish he's completely healthy and we get to see him get to the best of his abilities. But I don't think it's realistic. And I think his highest ceiling as a result of that is always going to be a fringe top five, maybe fifth quarterback, because he's going to be missing games and it'll take time for him to come back. It's going to screw up his rhythm. But I do think base level, he will always still be around because he's such an elite uh, technical quarterback. Uh, and I think it'll only get better from there. So I think his uh, medium level, uh, median level outcome will be a little less than that high level outcome somewhere in like the top 10 to 15 range. I do see him being there, honestly, pretty early in his career. I don't think there's that much developing he needs to do. I think as a quarterback, in terms of being an NFL level quarterback, I think uh, he's already matured to the point where he's close to being there. So I wouldn't be surprised if he is very good coming out the gate or for a lower level quarterback, but I don't see him being able to uh, develop into the high-level quarterback that an Anthony Richardson can, or maybe even Stroud's high level is even higher because he has a normal size, but Bryce's size is always going to help hold him back. And to me, that does not make him uh, uh, not the number one quarterback because I do think there's a, there is a world where he doesn't get injured, and I do think there's a world where he's not injured often enough to the point where he can be elite for years. Uh, but to me, I think he's going to have a shorter prime because as he gets older, the injuries are only going to pile up. He's going to lose a little bit of the athleticism that he's already not highly, uh, you know, high doesn't have a high level of athleticism already, and it's only going to go down. Uh, but I do think he's a good enough quarterback to just survive in the league for sure. All right, that'll wrap up all of our thoughts. Long episode again, but yeah. this 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 one. I mean, it's Bryce Young, two full years of college quarterbacking. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe, leave a like, do what you need to do on whatever platform you're listening on. Um. 
I forgot to plug the Twitter at the beginning, but make sure to follow yeah. us on Twitter at PD34 underscore and Real Rahul Potty too. Um, that'll be all from me. That'll be all from Potty. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Breaking down Will Love Us. Yep. Peace out.